This is a Locker Room Production. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Locker Room Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Well, if the uh, some of their losses last week didn't end the season, you know, not being able to get it done in regulation against Boston, losing in regulation to Boston, um, this one, this one pretty much does it. I mean, how this team can come out, play one of its best first periods in a while, take a two nothing lead. Um, give it away in the second period, just come out, just come out like, oh, yeah, you're not good enough to think you can cruise by anybody and just uh, let Buffalo take it from you in the second, but then come out in the third and play pretty well and then just let it all disappear to one of the worst teams, one of the, not just in the league, like one of the worst teams in a long time. Like, they're so bad, and the Flyers have now lost, was that three losses to the Buffalo Sabres this season? I'm sorry, that's that's unacceptable, that's, inexcusable this team is so bad the the flyers absolutely stink like there's no i don't care what their record says i don't care that they beat boston yesterday i don't care if they're tired no you, you don't lose to buffalo at home when you have a two nothing and three two lead like that's just not something that a the team with the least bit of confidence should even be able uh, competence should even be able to fathom three losses now to the Buffalo Sabres. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's embarrassing. I can't wait to see what happens tomorrow. Uh, my guess is it'll be almost next to nothing. Uh, you know, maybe they move Scott Lawton and get something for him. I, I like Scott Lawton, but get, get whatever you can. Cause I, I really think they need to like, they, if somebody wants Justin Braun, I, I didn't realize when I thought of this the other day, I didn't realize Braun had another year left on his deal. Uh, but he seems like without that term, it seems like he would be a defenseman. Maybe uh, maybe some of the uh, some teams looking to go on runs would be interested in add a little depth on their blue line. But with the extra year on his contract, no one's really interested in term. Uh, Michael Roffle, like if you can get a seventh round pick for Michael Roffle, something like that. Yeah, not Maybe not a seventh, but like a fifth, a sixth. Yeah, I'd take a seventh just because I think the Flyers this offseason, and I'm going to get to the speaker requests real soon. I just want to get through all this, and then and then uh, we'll let you all discuss this game because I, I got nothing on this game. But just long, big picture here, long term. Um, I, I think the Flyers like have to make – some moves this off season. Like they have to change things. They have to make additions. They have to make subtractions. And in order to like bring in some of the caliber players that they might need to bring in, they're going to have to add in some, some draft compensation, third round picks, fifth round picks, just extra stuff to throw into trades. And you get that extra stuff because they have all their draft picks except a fifth. So it's not even like they have a ton of draft capital. Um, in order to do that, you're going to have to trade some guys away. And I think you can start building up a little bit of that. Uh, you start accruing that draft capital that you can then trade away at some point, whether it's at the draft or uh, before, during the after, whatever, uh, next year's draft, whatever it may be. But I do think they need to start acquiring assets so that they have a little bit, a little bit more ammunition this off season, uh, whether it's acquiring players, bribing Seattle to take someone you want to take and not someone, you know, you don't want them to take, whatever it may be. I do think tomorrow uh, they they need to uh, they need to make some of those moves. All right, let's get to the speaker requests. I don't plan on going more than like half an hour tonight, 
but uh, you know, it's your show. I always say that it's 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 the listener's show. It's all you who join me. So if if you have something to say, request to speak, and we'll get you on. Let's lead things off with Zach Boyle. Zach, you are live on the post game show. Hey, Bill, how you doing? How you doing tonight? Uh, I'm gonna go to the bar and order like 15 citywide. So I'll let you know in an hour. Outstanding. Um, but I, I my own. I'm not a blow up the core kind of guy. I think that there are very few times in like sports history where blowing up the core ever works out in your favor, at least in any type of reasonable timeline. But I think, you know, Voracek's, you know, while he's, his points are up there, you know, I think he's one of the guys that is, is expendable when you think about the core, but what about ghost? You know, I think he's been playing a lot better lately. Certainly not great. But do you think his play of late kind of takes him off the trade block, so to speak? I, I wonder if it takes him off the trade block just because, you know, they've been trying to trade him for like two years. And now he might actually have some freaking value. Someone might want him. Uh, I, I just wish, like, they could let him just be the third pair defenseman who does what he does and just let him go. And, you know, yes, he has defensive shortcomings. Absolutely. But you see in games like the last two days uh, – he can affect the game, but regardless of what his position designation is, he right. can affect the game by moving the puck up ice and creating offense better than most of the guys on this team, whether they're forwards or defensemen. So, like, uh, but it doesn't seem that he's ever really going to get that chance consistently. So, if they can move him and get something substantial for him, cool. In terms of Jake, like, I love Jake, but I just think they need that $8 million and they need to spend it on somebody else. Like, would you, I like Jake, but wouldn't you rather have Dougie Hamilton? Like, if he's a free agent and we can give him that $8 million, like, I'd prefer to do that. 100%. I think the shortcomings of this team are not on the offensive side of the puck. They're clearly in the defensive side. So whether you're going to get a great two-way player, like, you know, someone uh, that is going to make sure that they actually skate back on defense and back check, um, or if you're going to get a defenseman, I think that, that you're right. That $8 million would be used better elsewhere. All right. Thanks a lot, Zach. Appreciate it. Uh, where did we go here? Okay. Hunter Moyer. Hunter, you are live on the post game. Um, we, we just lost to Buffalo again. Yep. Um, yep, we did. Um, I don't know. You have the home fans behind you. You, um, it's a, it's a Saturday afternoon game. Um, and we just lost to fucking Buffalo. I don't you had know. a two nothing and a and a three two lead in the game on the worst the team thing. in the league, That's and the you thing. lost. It shouldn't. It's Buffalo who has a negative forty six goal differential coming into this game. <laughs> negative forty six. It, sh- it should not be two two at the end of the second fucking period. I'm. So, That's how this team has depth. We've said it before, but it just it doesn't show. And I, I kind of go back to. Uh, little bit what uh jason martinez was saying in the beginning of the season when they weren't getting enough shots on net it's not about how many shots it's about the quality of shots there's they had how many shots today it was it over 40 i i don't know like yeah and that's the like even in the third period they're playing well something goes wrong so they lose like just just overcome it like okay it's three three it shouldn't be that's terrible and questionable on the kick in whatever the puck crossed the line so it's a goal um like just score after that like don't give up another goal right away don't be so soft like it's buffalo you're better than them yeah well i don't know uh (laughs) yeah um, well (laughs) 
No, I actually, one thing I thought could have went the Flyers' way with the kicking motion is I know he was trying to stop, but when he turned his skate sideways, I thought maybe that they might have said it was a distinct kicking motion, but I, I think that was yeah. far and beyond, but... Yeah, you know, it's that's not why they lost today. Yeah. But yeah, oh, I no. thought because a lot of times, a lot of times, like because they the redirect, you're allowed to redirect, and they're pretty liberal with it these days. But like, if your skate actually leaves the ice and moves towards the puck, they're like, "All right, that actually is a kick." I thought it was going to get overturned, but they, it's bang bang. Jeru's skate is right there too, so they counted it. Whatever, it sucks, but don't lose because of that. Like you're going to let that beat you. Go to overtime. Like get you know, do something. I don't know, man. I mean, I mean that's all I have. I don't. It, that's just a shame. I don't it's, know. This, it, this, this was this was a nail in the coffin for me. This this was it. This is um, it. Yeah, I've, I I've agree. Been, I've been I've been hanging on for by a thread for a little bit. Um, and the thing, the reason why is because we are only what is it eight? How many points? Four? Uh, we could have been it's like we, four or six. Because even though we're fucking negative twenty four in goal differential, now granted we have the Buffalo nine nothing loss in there, so or New York, I mean, but um, yeah, it's just uh, th- this was it, Bill. This was it. So this was the one. I agree, Hunter. Thanks a lot. All right, let's go to Warren Brody. Warren, you are live on the post game. Well, that was interesting. Uh, <laughs> was <laughs> oh, it? Oh, I'm going to say it was a team effort. I don't think you could point the finger at any one player. Uh, they just, they're just a very inconsistent team. I mean, he played well uh, most of this game, but, but the beginning of the second period, they gave up those two goals and then they had that period of time in the third period. It just fell apart. Uh, you yeah, know, it's, I, it's unbelievable that they're able to be that inconsistent in the span of a game, like one game. They looked both horrible and great at different points. And, like, obviously, no one's calling them great. It's Buffalo. You're supposed to look great against them. But then to just let them take the game back over is unbelievable. I just think – and I I think the team generally lacks confidence. You you can tell, like, Farabee and, uh, you know, some of the younger players, Phil Myers, they're really struggling – uh, over the last few weeks, and they just don't seem to have what you know confidence. And the older the older players, you know, we do so much. Our our team, uh, you know, it's a total team effort from the ownership down. And they, you know, I hope they look at everything. Uh, you know, and I hope uh, they do something tomorrow. With, you know, unload some players. And I'm talking about significant players. I mean, they need to shake things up going into next year. I just think anything really significant is going to have to happen after the expansion draft. I don't. I don't think. I don't think any teams, unless they're like, I, I think you can move like a Scott Lawton, but I don't think anyone is going to be making any huge moves until there's just more What's, certainty about what next year is going to look at, like. After today's game, how's Carter Hart going to going to play goal the rest of this year? That guy's got to be a mess. Uh, you know, everyone, everyone's got a job to do. He's got to do his too. I, I have very little sympathy for Carter Hart. He's young. I think he's going to be very good one day. He needs to stop more pucks. Uh, and like, yeah. I can't even blame him for some of this, what happened today, like some scrums in front, some different stuff, uh, defensive breakdowns. That's been a lot of the season, but 
Carter Hart's job is to stop the puck. I, I don't look at him any differently than anyone else I'm disappointed in on this team. Yeah, but, you know, this, he seems to be mentally having issues. Uh, yeah, that, he made that kick save and kicked it right in front of the net. He's got to he's gotta control the rebound or kick it in the corner there. Uh, that's just that was terrible. Yeah, he's and he's having a he's having a really rough year. He's he's having a lot of trouble. I don't know if it's mental. I don't know if he's just playing poorly. Like a lot of guys play poorly, but it's the net mining position, so we assign a lot of other stuff to it because of just what we think of these guys. And thanks a lot, Warren. Uh, like I just I, I know the uh, the AV comments about him having to work harder and things like made the rounds again, I guess, because Kevin Weeks was talking about the team on the NHL network today. And like, I I think, I think AV could have worded it differently. Like I I get what he was trying to say, but I understand how it came out. I think, Um, but end of the day, like you're a professional athlete. Sometimes your boss isn't going to be happy with you. Like do better. Does, Okay, does if AV says he just needs to stop more pucks, he just needs to do way better, and doesn't say he needs to work harder, is that any different? I, it wouldn't be to me, but uh, whatever. All right, Jesse Murdoch. Jesse, you are live on the post game. Jesse, hello, hello, hey Bill. Ah, there you are. Hey, what's going on? Hey, not much, man. Um, I I think like I remember like you talking about like one of like, these past. Post games, you got that false hope that you thought, oh, they're finally going to do it. Today was my breaking point. <laughs> I, I've just been watching this team for years, man. And I, I think that I, if management doesn't make a move at this point, they're just telling us they don't care. I, I think, I think something has to happen. Yeah. And I think, I, I really think some of that stagnant, uh, like, some of that just happy to be here mentality kind of took over in the locker room after this off season where management just did absolutely nothing. Like, yes, the team won a playoff series for the first time since 2012. Excellent accomplishment. The Islanders, you know, they pushed them to seven, but still disappointing ending. And management looked at the roster and went, okay, we're fine. Like, no, you didn't win the Stanley Cup. You got to the second round. Congratulations. <laughs> there needed to be there needed to be something done, and there was absolutely – you brought in Eric Gustafson, who doesn't even play most nights. He stinks. <laughs> He's a liability. You made the team worse. Your only move made the team worse. Like, I, how could you not – like, I, I wouldn't blame the guys for looking around the locker room and going, well, I guess everyone must be happy with what we're doing because no one's lost their job. Nothing has changed whatsoever. Coaches still here. Assistant coaches are still here. Ghost got put on waivers. That's it. And he's been one of their best players the last month. Like, the only thing that has happened, and he was put right back into the lineup. So, like, literally nothing has changed. I understand why there's stagnation. It's frustrating, but I get it. And and I think, I, like, I don't even know – what would like what could a fan base do like right now to display it to show the flyers that we're like we're tired like is there anything a fan can do do we need to have like a a broad street hashtag do we need to just like <laughs> flood twitter like who needs to see this like i want to do something I think it always starts with uh, I, I think it always starts with hitting them in their pockets and just not buying tickets. Like there are, I think I saw on Crossing Broad today, they're already having uh, trouble selling some of these uh, 
some of these tickets and it's not going well. They've been comping a lot of the tickets just to get to their capacity limit. I can't believe anybody would pay a dollar to watch this team. Like that's mind boggling. I would, I don't want to tell people like, don't go. I understand you enjoy hockey. You love the flyers, but like, don't go, yeah. <laughs> do not pay to watch this team. Cause I was just thinking like, I like, I live in Winnipeg yeah, and we get the one game a year. And that's always my treat to myself. And at this point, I would just go just to yell at them. If I could get close enough to the bench, like it would be worth it. Like just to go there, just to display my frustration, like let them hear me. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just at my, I'm at my limit. The only thing that, it's keeping me sane right now. It's like, I got a couple hours to wait and I get to watch WrestleMania. So I know, hopefully I'm, that like, cheers me up. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this show up at some point. I'm going to get a shower and I'm going to go over my buddies and watch wrestling. And that's it. That's my, that's what's going to save me today. Thanks a lot, Jesse. <laughs> awesome. Take care, man. All right. Let's get to the next caller. It is Pat Higgins. Pat, you're live on post game. Bill, you can hear me, man. I can hear you. Yeah, you're on. All right. So, I'm actually glad that this happened on kids day because <laughs> dude, man, like this, let this be a lesson to those kids that you should never expect anything and do not get excited for this team. Cause then you'll be me in your late twenties every single year going, maybe this time, maybe things will be different now. Yeah. Just mad. No one knows why you're just in a terrible <laughs> mood. It's cause I'm a flyers fan. Yeah. Yeah. You, they see like the, the bumper sticker in your car. They're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, my real point is, um, like, Coots has to be hurt, like, playing through something right now, right? Like, he doesn't look the same. He doesn't look anywhere close to the Sean Couturier we saw, um, you know, after he basically came back from the first injury. Like, he looked – yeah, he, he was playing great. And, yeah, it's, it seems like he's he's a little banged up. And, honestly, that's – I'm sure everyone on the team is playing through something. Like, they're in a – they played the last 40 games yeah. of the season in 71 days. Like, yeah, it's it, yeah. You're going to get hurt. Like you're tired. I get it. Uh, but yeah. like Sean Couturier, we know how great of a player he is. He's like one of the few people I'm like not mad at, but he's definitely no. not playing at Coots level. Right. I remember he had, I think it took him out of a, was it a Rangers game where he had like a hip, like a last minute scratch, for like a hip injury or something. Yeah, I think, then- I think that was it. He was like hip soreness or something. It makes me wonder if it's like a lingering issue from that, that he's, you know, these, these hockey players always, you you know, I, like it's frustrating, I guess in a little way, because you would like, you see how the season's gone and you just wish that like he wouldn't put himself out there like that. But no, I, I know. I, I, yeah. I think we talked about it on BSH this week. Like we're going to need those miles. It's like, I don't want oh, yeah. you, <laughs> I don't want you running up 200,000 miles on yourself before we ever make a playoff run. Yeah. I, like, think he, I want you for a conference final, dude. I think he used a thousand of those miles on that um, hat trick. He scored with that MCL yeah. tear. Like, yeah, I mean, exactly. we only got maybe a thousand left, but like, you know, I'm sarcastic, but like, you know, it's at this point, I would be surprised to learn anybody wasn't playing through something given the schedule. But like that guy, you can't afford to have like long term damage on either. No. And like, yeah, he's as of right now, like I always like you need three things to win a Stanley Cup, a one C, a one D and a one G. 
well, I don't know about the one D and the one G. Like <laughs> the, the first line center is the only thing we have. Like, like, I don't need him getting hurt. We thought we had all three last year, and then less than a year later, we're just clinging to the one C. Like, please don't, don't, don't do this to yourself. Yeah, like just we take need the rest you, of the year off, bro. Like, yeah, that's, I really, I, I know, like they'll never do like a like a basketball thing where it's just like, yeah, he's got a strain. He's got a sprained ankle. So he's yeah. out for the year. Yeah. Uh, but like, Bone bruise. <laughs> but why not? Right. Yeah. Point? Yeah. Like Claude Drew and Sean Couture, you're going to be here. We need you. Just go home. Just go see yeah. your families. Yeah. You, you both have, well, Drew got a kid on the way. Cooch just had a kid. Like go be, go be dads for a bit. And like, <laughs> just come back stronger next year. You know? I agree. Thanks a lot, Pat. <laughs> Take it easy, Bill. All right, let's go to Ian Ackerman. Ian, up oh, didn't hit the button. There you are. Ian, you are live on the post game. Hey, what's up, man? Can you hear me? Yeah, what's going on? Not much, dude. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for doing this and for doing the Broad Street Hockey Podcast. It's difficult for me since I'm an out-of-state fan living here with a bunch of douchey Red Wings fans in Detroit. <laughs> so... It's uh, hard for me to keep up with the boys. They don't have very many games on national TV, and it seems like when they do, they're playing like shit. So I yeah, need... they lose nine nothing to the New uh, York Rangers. Yeah, so I need uh, something to commiserate with. With so uh, thank you for doing that. But man, well, thank you for listening. I just I got into hockey in like '95, and then we moved to Michigan, and shortly after that is when the Wings swept the Flyers. But uh. I think this is the most disappointing season that I can think of since I've been a fan, just because of the is, expectations. It's yeah, just, like it's it's the first time in a while I have like real real expectations, and like yeah, I, I haven't been let down like this. I was trying to think about this the other day, like um, twenty ten eleven, just because they lose the Stanley Cup, and then. Yeah. The next year, like they're primed for another run. They have a great season. And then the, like they're in the president's trophy race until like the last right. month. And then it just turns out everyone's hurt. Everyone hates each other. They're all drunk as shit and they can't wait for the season to end. And they get swept in the second round. Like that and this, I, I can't think of any more disappointing seasons. Right. Like it's just, and I know like they were possibly exposed last year against Montreal. And there were times where, the Islanders just straight up made us look embarrassing, but somehow we managed to push that to seven. And I thought that there was some hope for this year, but like you said, management didn't really, you know, they just said like, Hey, you know, we're okay with where we're at. They didn't make any moves. And the one move they did bring in Gustafson in made us worse. So it's just like status quo. Yeah. Just everything remains the same. And I think, uh, like, yeah, sometimes you do have to take the risk of banking on some young guys are going to take a next step. But, like, we've been watching these players, and we've been watching young – like, development isn't linear, and very few players ever hit their ceiling, you know? Like, yeah. just expecting, oh, yeah, well, Travis Konechny led us in points, so he's probably going to turn into Mitch Marner. Or he's oh, not. Man. Like, or yeah. this is what he is. Like, oh, yeah, Ivan Provorov, he's the next Duncan Keith. Or no, he's a number two defenseman and we still need another one. Like, I, I don't know. They just took too much of a risk banking on guys getting even better after they had really good seasons. Like Sanheim and Myers, where mm-hmm. are they? Myers is, yeah. like, not good. And, and I love Phil Myers. I've been waiting for him to, like, break out forever, and he's finally I know, here. Like- and, and he just doesn't do anything. I know, like, after last year, you know, what little bit I saw and what I've heard, like, I had 
hopes for him, and I've been pretty disappointed with him and Provi and, you know, the goaltending as a whole. But, I mean, I guess you can blame a lot of that on team defense. But, man, there's got to be some games where Hart just steals one for us, especially against a shit team like the Sabres. That's – and, you know, I, I get maybe his confidence is a little eh right now. And he's playing through whatever he's trying to get through. But, like, yeah, dude, just, like, steal a game. Like, you know, it would make mm-hmm. you really confident if you played really well one night. Like, if right. you just, like, that would set you off. Like, we talk about Ghost's confidence all the time. Right. You know how Ghost gets himself out of slumps? He scores a goal. And then right. for a week, he looks like a superstar. Yeah, like, he's been do great that. Lately. Yeah, yeah, he's looked awesome. And it's just like, sometimes you need to play yourself out of it. And he, uh, Carter has been not as awful. Like, he hasn't mm-hmm. been terrible, but he still isn't very good right now. Right, like those two, what did they score, two in like 25 seconds? I mean, that's just, yeah, and that's crazy. That's been a recurring problem for this team for years. They just, Mm -hmm. like one thing goes wrong and they just let down and uh, next thing you know, you're losing a game you were just winning. Like, it's it's unfreaking believable with this team. And you guys also nailed it with like them being slump busters. I can't tell you how many times I checked the box score and some scrub-a-dub as like their first or second goal like every game. And they let uh they let the kid score his first career goal tonight, and it's like okay, mm-hmm. he's a highly talented prospect. But it's literally every game yeah. someone scores their first career goal, someone ends a thirty-seven game goalless drought. Yeah, or like something. they're like, licking their It's chops. every game. Yeah, it, yeah. Thanks a lot, Ian. Yeah, it's, yeah, this team is just they're the most frustrating. I, I can't, I can't even put into words. And I know, like, I do put it into words on like a nightly basis on the post games. But it's just like. I want to bash my head against the wall watching this team sometimes. Dan Martin. Dan, you are live on the post game. Hello, Dan. Bill. There you are. There you are. So this is a strictly hypothetical question. But <laughs> All right. I've been watching this team far too long to know that they're not going to do shit tomorrow. This yeah. management doesn't care. So what happens when they don't do anything? The, 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 I mean, the most that's going to happen is Michael Roth is going to get traded for a bag of chips, but like somebody's got to do something when they don't do anything tomorrow. This is just unacceptable. It's yeah. And I get like, uh, you got it. Thanks a lot. Um, I I get like teams aren't going to want to take on a Jake Voracek right now. Like that ain't going to happen until the off season, if at all, just because of his contract, but they need to do something to like show one, their dissatisfaction with the players and two, that there's a plan. Like okay, like I like I set up in the in the beginning of the show. Like, all right, I, I get you can't trade, you, you can't make huge moves. It's going to be very difficult until after the expansion draft, just because every team is uncertain of what their roster is going to look like. Um, you know, until that happens, fair, fair enough. But like, at least set in motion the the process of maybe having a big off season, like get your extra draft picks by moving these ancillary pieces like a uh, Michael Roffel, a Justin Braun, if you can, a uh, Scott Lawton, I think could get you a pretty good return. Like you're going to need more ammunition this off season. You're going to have to make trades because you have, you know, like you can't just go sign guys. You got like no cap space until maybe you see someone who makes a lot of money gets taken in the expansion draft or whatever, but it's have a plan, like at least demonstrate that there's some semblance of an idea of how to move this thing forward because 
as of right now, that's not how it feels with Chuck Fletcher and this roster kind of just being exactly the same every single day, every single night, all year. Like, they've played like shit. They just lost their third game to Buffalo this season, who's the worst team in the league, like, without freaking Jack Eichel. And it's like, yeah, all right, well, you know, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Like, that's not acceptable. You have to do something to fix this. You're just letting them lose. All right, Mr. 69, how are you tonight? Honestly, Bill, thanks for uh, doing these after every post game, man. It's uh, it's brutal. It's a brutal job, but someone has to do it. It is. I like. I had no energy coming into this, and I took like the first call, and I immediately got mad. And now I'm so happy I did it. So I got a question for you: Who would you rather be today, the Philadelphia Flyers or the Buffalo Sabers? Uh, I mean, man, Buffalo hasn't been to the playoffs in a decade. Uh, they, they have the ability to make some things happen for their franchise, but like, man, they're talking about trading Jack Eichel and starting all over again. I don't think the Flyers have to start all over again. I think they have to have an impressive and aggressive off season. I don't know if Chuck Fletcher can do it. So like five months from now, my answer might be different, but like right now I'd still rather be the Flyers, but I understand your point. Like if you're of the belief that they do need to start all over, then we're in the exact same position. Yeah, I don't know. Judging by the past month or so, I, I don't think we're that – I'd say the gap's a lot closer than what most people think. But um, my thing is, it's if Chuck Fletcher – first of all, I don't trust him to go into this offseason, number one. But if he does not go out and get a number one defenseman this offseason, he should be fired. That's it. Like, there's – he has no wiggle room whatsoever this offseason. Yeah, I, 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 he's he's just been so unimpressive since his initial offseason, the summer of 2019. Like, he brought in Hayes, he brought in Niskanen, he brought in Braun, and all those moves worked, at least for the year. Um, you know, Hayes is having a good season by the numbers, but if you watch him night to night, like, he's nowhere close to what he was last season. And, you know, Niskanen retired, that's a kick in the balls. Braun is what he is. He does the job that he's asked to do, but, like, other than that, he has done exactly nothing. Like one more, Nate yeah. Prosser was playing in this fucking lineup. That Nate Prosser. What is a Nate Prosser, and why is it near <laughs> me? Like why? Like this is what you did. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the other thing was um, circling on Twitter. I guess over the weekend was the Flyers were actively shopping Nolan Patrick. Would you yeah, be interested was- in moving him? I'm interested, like, the the one report said they're, like, just trying to get rid of him, like, they're aggressively, and then there were some other disputed reports, like, teams are calling, they're not shopping him, whatever the case may be. Like, I just, I don't think you give up on a Nolan Patrick, like, just getting rid of him for the sake of getting rid of him, that's stupid to me, because he's a cheap young forward who still has the, uh, who still has the potential to break out at some point, and eventually you have to stop talking about potential, but it's still there for him. Um, I'm not just trying to move on from him. However, like, hey, man, if you're putting a trade package together, say, for Johnny Goudreau, and they want another player or two in there, like, yes, put Nolan Patrick in there. This team needs difference makers, and he's not one of them right now. And if he turns into one, it'll kind of be surprising at this point. So, like, I'm all for it in the right scenario if, if he's part of a bigger package to make the team better. But just getting rid of him, no, I'm not interested in that. 
No, I 100% agree. Like, if he's part of a trade package to bring in either, like, a number one defenseman or some sort of, like, offensive player, like, by all means, throw him in there. Like, we, we, need, to, we need to do whatever it takes to get better players in this locker room. Fully agree, and uh, thanks, thanks a lot. Yeah, you got it. And let's see. Oh, we have a couple more requests here. Let's go to Brandon St. Randy. Brandon, you are on the post game. What's up, Bill? Just I'm, I'm glad Buffalo's paying Jeff Skinner nine million dollars for five goals a year. That's like the only thing that I can get out of this, really. But uh, it's they are like it is hilarious that they have all these good players and they don't play good for them. Like Taylor Hall, do I think he's like the MVP from a couple of years ago? No, but he's like a good player and he has like three goals. Like that's impossible. I know. Like. I- I mean, looking at our contracts, I mean, I don't love Jake's contract, but you kind of had to pay him what you had to pay him to, you know, keep him around when his contract was up. He was a prime age player who had the best season of his career. Like, shit happens. It's not the worst thing in the world. I just really want that $8 million for something else right now. The thing that gets me, though, is, like, everybody's clamoring for a number one D-man. Like, we very clearly need a number one D-man. But who watches this team on a daily basis and goes, we're just one D-man away from really getting past one round of the playoffs? Like, they need – significant talent, I feel like, an upgrade to even I, get past where they were two years ago. I, I feel like like two legit players, like a forward and a defenseman, like that's a that's a real start. Like they like you said, they need a they need a significant upgrade. They have all the third and fourth liners, all the third pair of defensemen like you'll ever need in the world. They need actual impact players, like true difference makers uh, added into this lineup. And it's going to be real interesting to see if they can get their hands on some of them. I agree. They need more than just a defenseman, though. I hope Cam York works out, too, because, I mean, Cole Caulfield could be nothing. But I was the guy just like, yeah, they're doing it. They're going to get Cole Caulfield. And then, you know, Hobie Baker and all that stuff like if that guy goes on to kill it, like that'll haunt us forever. That Cole Caulfield thing. It'll just be. It'll be a very like. Um. It'll be very Eagles. You know, like how there's always and the next guy drafted is going into the Hall of Fame, and the, we have Danny Watkins. Like it'll be very that. Like I, I, they, I they it, need. They need some of these younger guys to really turn out, or they need to turn them into like established stars in this league. Like, okay, if you're going to trade a Cam York, which isn't like high on my priority list, but to get a great player, you have to give something up. Please do that. Like either turn them into legitimate stars or they have to turn out. Like there's very few alternatives. They do need the star power though. They just don't like, it takes a hundred percent of the team effort for them. And it's just Buffalo. Like like, you you don't have a guy and I know they don't just grow on trees. Like people hate it because we don't have a generational guy and it takes a lot and things to fall into your lap to get those guys. But they don't have anybody and haven't had anybody in some time that they can just give the puck to and go like, oh, there's two minutes left. Like, we can give it to this guy, and he's got a way better chance than the whole team basically trying to get a fucking goal. Yeah, like Claude Giroux ain't 26 anymore. Like, Sean Couturier is an awesome player, but he's not that guy, you know? Like, they don't have – I honestly think Jake is, like, one of the best three-on-three players in the league, but you got to get to overtime for that to really matter. Like, they just don't have – they need more impact players. Yeah, 100%. They need one of those guys. Last thing, though. This feels like the offseason when they got Briere, and it was like Chris Jury, Gomez, and Briere. I remember watching like the TSN thing, yep. and they were just yep. tracking those three. Everybody's like, they're not getting Briere. They're going to get Gomez. And I'm like, I really hope this offseason they don't do something and they get the Scott Gomez. Like They need that Dana Briere pickup this offseason to really 
shake it up. Yeah, they need to be aggressive and they need to get it right. Like they're in such a precarious spot. Like this thing could really, really fall fall apart uh, if they don't. And like it already has. You know, we're all, I'm trying to piece this thing back together, and they just lost their third time to Buffalo. So like, yeah. Thanks a lot, Brandon. Uh, last caller of the night. We're gonna go with the egg. Hello, Mr. Egg. Hey, what's up, Bill? How's it going um, today? You know what? Usually I have a plan when I like to call in a sports talk or whatever. I, I don't even know what to say, but it, it's almost ironic that this happened on the fifth year anniversary of Mr. Snyder's death. And it's not that he won uh, a million cups and they didn't have trouble while he was alive. But, you know, this, this organization is being run by this nobody, this faceless, this Dave Scott. And if he's listening, he can go screw himself. I mean, it, it, they they just they don't care about the team the way he did. They care more more about this mascot and social media posts or who's getting engaged and who gives a shit. No, that's it's they definitely miss uh, they definitely miss that personality of a guy who took it personally when the team lost. Like Ed Snyder, yes, there were definitely flaws of the Snyder era, but they were always relevant. Like right. they were relevant the whole time, and if they weren't, he made sure that they became it very quickly. Like they 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 won twenty two games one season, and then the next year they're in the conference final because he was like, "This is unacceptable. Change some shit." Like right. Bobby Clark, his best friend, like he it's his freaking son basically, and he's like, "Yeah, you're not the GM anymore." Right. Like, and that we always had that in the back of our like. At least we had an owner that we knew was going to do something and cared. And with this organization, and now, like, I hear they're they're trying to undercut their season ticket holders who paid in full and are offering discounted tickets. Like, they can't fill a five thousand seat. This organization, they got some serious problems if they don't get things straightened out. They have some serious problems. No, yeah, I think I think business wise, like. They could, for the first time ever, and like, listen, they're owned by Comcast, so it's not like they're in financial trouble. Exactly. But like, the organization itself, like, is not the cash cow. It, it's not going to be the cash cow. It's always been for them. Like, it's no. been an ATM machine, and it's. I don't think it's going to be that. It, like you're saying, I, I read the story today where they're not filling up the building, and it's freaking five thousand people. Like, <laughs> I, I saw twenty thousand people at the fucking draft. Like, right. I have a picture on my phone from, like, a rookie game with a line around the corner at the Wells Fargo Center. A preseason game, rookie game, I don't remember what it was. But, like, and now we're talking about 5,000 people aren't going? Like, that's ridiculous. Maybe it'll sell the team. If if it continues long enough, maybe it'll sell the team. Uh, it's Anything's possible, I guess. Yep. All right, thanks, Bill. All right, thanks a lot. Uh, we're going to wrap it up there. We already did 40 minutes, which is uh, – which is about 10 minutes longer than I planned on doing. But you all are such great listeners and everyone who contributes, I really appreciate. So thanks a lot. Thanks for hanging with me through this season. Uh, there's there's a few of these left. There's a couple of games left on this schedule. And God damn it, we're going to watch them all and be frustrated and mad and then yell about them afterwards. And then we'll do it again the next day because we're all sick degenerates, I guess. All right. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, if you haven't already, just hit that subscribe button, search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content delivered to you daily. It's real easy to do. I recommend you do it. Uh, you'll really enjoy it. All the Flyers content you could ever ask for right there on the Broad, Broad Street Hockey podcast feed. 
that does it for me. Uh, I'll be back after whenever the hell the next game is. And, hey, maybe I'll do one of these locker rooms uh, after the trade deadline, and uh, we'll see what happens. If anything substantial happens or we just want to complain about them doing nothing, maybe I'll do this tomorrow night. Uh, so thanks a lot. Uh, that's it. I'm done. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy WrestleMania.